Green to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What's up everybody, I'm Ryan the Area Man, this is the Think Tank Podcast. Today... And for the next three following weeks, I have for you a what was originally a four-hour podcast. It was non-stop recording. Um, normally, when we record, I have to go pee like every hour. Just because I'm drinking coffee, I'm drinking water. You know, lots of fluids, and I tend to not eat, so there's nothing to absorb all this liquid that I consume. Well, myself and Ray, which is who's in this episode and the following three, sat down and we were, he was literally here just to pick up some, uh, some tamales and head on out. And I was like, come on down, check out the studio, and then... Checking out the studio turned into, oh well, let's do let's do an hour. We literally said we have a cutoff time at an hour. That's it, because he's got to go home, got to work the next day. Um, next thing we know, four hours later, I looked at the clock and I was like, Jesus Christ, we have to turn this fucking thing off. So I had to wrap it up. The uh, conversation goes from uh, his journey from living here when you last heard him on the podcast a couple years ago to going out to SpaceX he talks all about SpaceX what he did there uh, tried to get some some secret information out of him he, he does I couldn't tell you what hour it's in at this point but uh, uh, it, it goes from that into a little bit of politics uh, the and when I say politics, not like oh, Trump's good, Hillary bad, you know, none of that shit. It's more like how the fuck do you fix the economy? How do you fix the educational system? How do you how do you fix you know these things? Like you know, interesting perspective from him, who's you know been in uh, like the Navy and been around the world and. And uh, doing the stuff that he does with, like, the space program and then to where the job he's at now and the stuff he does there, it's like, so we we talk a little bit about that and then we get into religion. I believe that's in in the fourth hour, which will come in three weeks from now. Like, uh, you know, this, this conversation just spans... You know, it, it it flows in its own organic way, 
and it's a fascinating conversation, obviously, or I wouldn't have sat here and had it for four hours. Uh, and literally, it, for me, it was like snap my fingers and four hours was gone. So we were started recording at like 11 o'clock at night, and next thing I know, it's like 3 in the morning. So, uh, And he has to be at work at 9 a.m. and has an hour and a half drive to get home. So I feel bad for him, but I appreciate his time. And he was obviously enjoying himself uh, because uh, he did most of the talking. So, But it's fascinating stuff. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I don't know what to tell you other than just check it out. It's literally going to be the same, uh, same intro and same outro for all four weeks, but the content in the middle is, uh, is different. It's, it's the, I basically cut it off at an hour. Every hour I just kind of cut it and, uh, <clears throat> I tried to find the best stopping point right around the hour mark and uh you know so for the next four weeks enjoy this same intro enjoy new content in the meat of the episode and enjoy the same outro um but yeah good stuff so um let's see i think i'll do all the uh all the other shit on the back end so enjoy whatever you're about to hear and uh, we'll see you on the back end. One of the most shocking feelings in... in I ever got is when I was in the Navy, all right, and we were out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There's no light. There's no light pollution. Right. Okay. And they turned off all the lights of the flight deck, and we were just, it was just dark. And you can look up, and the sights that you see, the stars, Mm -hmm. is just unbelievable. I mean, it will literally take your breath away. And... One of the things is, is like I had that that moment that you feel utterly alone, you know, and it was just like I felt so small, and, and it's just crazy because like you can't describe the feeling, but like you know the with space being so vast, you know, and you're looking up there and you're seeing and. And the other thing is, like, you're sitting there counting, like, this, shooting stars. I mean, we don't see anything here. And it's just like, I could sit there. I remember one time I was, I was actually in the Gulf. And I'm laying on the back of an F-14, all right? And I was supposed to be fixing this thing. And I had got done. And I'm still laying up on top on the back of it. And I'm looking up. And now there's oil rigs all through the Gulf, all right? So they got their flames going and everything else. And there was lights from the flight deck and stuff like that. But I'm looking up, and there's not as a a light pollution as I thought there was going to be. 
and I'm still counting shooting stars, like one right after another. I think I sat there in like in five minutes, I counted like over a hundred. You know, like it just blew it's a me lot away. of UFOs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you know, um, it, it could have been during like a, a meteor shower. You know. I, I don't know what time of year it was, so I can't really speculate on, like, what meteor shower it was and stuff like that. But every single, like, it just kept going and right. going and going. And, like, some of them were more fainter than others and everything else like that. But that's one of the reasons why I like ha- camping and hiking with some of the places that I go. It's because, like... Get rid of the... Get away from the light. Yes. Because of... Yeah. Yeah. And Nobody it, looks up anymore. Everybody's looking down right. at your phone. Well, one time when the power went out, in L.A., okay, all of L.A. City, there was actually people calling police about the stars because they didn't know what they were. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that before. You know? And, like, the... the See, po- that, that's where education system went wrong. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, the, the stars used to be such a huge part of our religion, mm-hmm. even to begin with. Like, you know, there's a reason why we have... You know the, uh, um, what do they call that? Where like you're a Sagittarius or astrology? Astrology, you know, and because you know people were tying all that in to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that was their entertainment. They didn't have HBO. That's <coughs> what I mean. Like, think when you were like, or you know, back in say, two thousand years ago. Yeah, you know it. Supposedly, when the Earth was seventeen, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know. So, uh, uh, most religious people believe in the six thousand year theory, so right, it would okay. have been four thousand and sixteen, yeah. seventeen years yeah. old. <laughs> so seventeen A.D. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, either way, but back then, before we had all the shit that we have now, all the lights and all that, where you were like, you know. The only light you had was from a fucking candle or the sun during the day. Yeah. Assuming yeah. you had a candle. Yeah. Even, or a Assuming torch you or something you could yeah. light on fire. Let's say you didn't even have that. Right. I mean, when you look, like, could you imagine taking this planet back to that where we didn't have the light, the ability to turn light on at night? How much more you'd see up there? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then... Well, then we put pollution in the sky so you have all this industrial pollution and stuff like that which I mean there's natural pollution yeah. obviously but you know which dims it well it's gonna yeah all that shit smog and when you live right. in like LA exactly. good luck you, I yeah. mean even if it was a clear night you're like what the fuck are you know you're not gonna see the stars so it's amazing like I can it makes sense why they're like what are those because yeah. the people that were born there They've never seen it. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Is it so bright all the time? Well, that and like, you know, if you go back to those times, think of comets and, and you know, all kinds of things like that. Like people, there's a reason why, you know, eclipses and solar eclipses and lunar eclipses and and comets and everything meant so much to people. You know, in and, and, they saw them as either warning signs or good signs or, 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 you know, bad, definitely bad, bad signs, you know? And, uh, yeah, like, you know, they, they, those signs are, you know, they, they looked at those for signs from God, you know? 
So, well, the, they had to do everything based on the sun, and it it would tell you the change of the seasons and all that, so you knew how to when to grow, how, you know, all that shit. Do you think that when they would see like shooting stars and shit like that, they misinterpreted those as being angels or aliens or something like that? You know what I mean? Like I, maybe I could, they, I could definitely, I could, I could see that being a, a misinterpretation. So when they depict shit on cave walls and whatever, right? They were depicting it as one thing or as. Like you said, in five minutes you saw a hundred shooting stars, right. a meteor shower, whatever it was. To somebody that didn't know anything about that, could have looked like there was a space war going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that when they depicted in these pictures, all this weird shit that you see on ancient aliens, where they right. show pictures of what these people drew, must they must have been talking about aliens... But really, it could have been something like well, that, in a it, way, it, you know? It could have. And here's the thing. This goes back to a conversation we had. We like to project things onto things that we see, like faces in, in forms that we're familiar with. So when we see a shooting star, maybe it looked like a, a, a human for a split of a second, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then... We're going to remember that shape, though, because it was humanoid. Or we're going to remember that shape because it reminded me of a spear. Or we're going to remember that shape because it reminded me of a fish. Or, you know, whatever. You know, we're going to... you perceived it. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we, as humans, like to project faces and, and objects onto things, you know. And, you know, I... I've ate a lot of toast in my day. I've never saw a face in toast, you know? So You're obviously not looking hard apparently enough. Apparently, I'm not looking hard <laughs> enough. But even if I did, it's... Just get a better toaster. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, it, it just... That's the things that, as humans, our physiology is is created to do is to look for that stuff and look for patterns and look for stuff. So, is it possible that... We saw those things and shooting stars and everything else. Totally, you know. And you know, if I were you here for the? Uh, did you see the comet? The comet with two tails that was here in like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven. I think it was. That was alive, but I don't. You don't remember it? No. So, because like, I w- I was in high school at the time, and I was staying at my. Uh, I was living with my uncle at the time, and. Like, we went outside one day, and, like, we just sat down and looked at it, and, like, you talked about it and stuff, and it was cool, you know? And, like, but I can totally see people, how they, when I looked at it, if I was to go back and draw it, I might draw it, and you'd be like, well, that looks like a UFO, you know? Right. So, because what shape am I going to draw first off? Probably some type of, like, egg shape. Because that's going to be the the what do they call that the cornea or whatever mm-hmm. of the of the the comet, and so that's the part that's going to be glowing is this big egg shake. And then I'm going to draw a tail, and you'd be like, "Well, that's just a, a a UFO flying through the sky, and that's the jet stream or whatever coming out the back." You know, no, it was a comet, but that's the way I'm going to draw right. it. You but know? you died. You had drawn that. I saved it. Yeah. And then I told my grandkids, "I think this was a UFO." Right. Exactly. Your great great grandfather. 
<laughs> Ray, whatever. <laughs> right. You know? True. And the next thing you know, 400 years later, we think it's a fucking UFO. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's some funny things out there. Makes you like, wonder, though, if, how everything has been perceived, or even if it was done intentionally. Right. To fuck with people. I think a lot of, like, Indian tribes, they're, the stories that they tell were, were exactly that, just stories. Right. That a, a legend was created, or this kind of thing could have been passed down. It was perceived differently generation to generation. They wanted to right. spice the story up all of a sudden one year. Right. And instead of talking about the great star shooting of, uh, you know, 1402, we're now talking about the fucking UFO attack of 1402. Well, you know, like, you know, with, like, the Indians or whatever, they're going to perceive it differently compared to maybe somebody from, like, um, the Middle East during the same time frame. Or somebody from, you know, uh, South, Southeastern China. You know, so, yeah, Southeastern Asia, because it's all based on culture. Yeah. So... Wow. Which is why the Asians would see dragons. Right. Which is, yeah, this is why in different parts of the world you see different things are depicted, even though it's probably all the exact same thing. Right, exactly. It's so. fascinating. I think we we solved it. <laughs> so there's no such thing as aliens, people. We are the only ones in this entire universe. <laughs> no, I don't think that's... <laughs> oh, I took it too far. So, yeah. I, see, so we've we've never been visited. I've never said that. So <laughs> I'm just asking, yes or no? So, um, see, that's a tough one for me because I, I'm definitely a skeptic when it comes to that. And, and, and I want to believe. Trust me, I want to believe. But I also want hard evidence. All right. If I go and get anal probed, this place is the first place I'm coming on this radio show, and I'm going to be like Ryan. I got anal probed. <laughs> And I didn't like it. They did, they don't use KY there. They got this weird <laughs> mucus stuff that it doesn't it doesn't even numb, <laughs> you know. And why did the alien look just like you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, beard and all. <laughs> so, but no, uh, <laughs> funny thing. <laughs> and so, and, and just let me a roofie. <laughs> you enjoy that beer, right? <laughs> so, no, I mean, I. I'm a scientist, and that's uh, that's the, my biggest thing. And and even when it comes to religion and everything like that, prove me wrong. The, that's all I say. Prove me wrong, you know. And so for me, I want I want to believe because I don't want to be. I don't want us to be the only species out there. But even if you just go by the mathematics of it, there's. There's no way that we're alone. There's no way. Yeah. That's okay. what I was going to say. I don't see how mathematically anybody, even like the most crazy mathematician that's figured it all out or thinks he has, how you could come up with the fact that we're the only ones. Because even if they're... Now, they may not be identical to us. Right. But there is something living out there somewhere else. There has to be. Right. It's just too big for there too not big, to be. Too Yeah. And... and you know, the here we talk about the Hubble telescope, okay? They shined the Hubble telescope at one single place in the sky that was, like, this big. That was complete darkness, 
Okay. And Wasn't they, there like billions of galaxies in that one yeah, thing? Yeah, I think I've there seen was a, that yeah, picture. The, the Hubble Deep Field, you know, they kept it there for like four months, all right? And they have this picture, and inside this picture is what we see as stars. But they're not stars. They're, they're galaxies, yeah. all right? And then in see these, inside these galaxies are thousands of stars, millions of stars. And then every single, like... The possibility of of all those stars then those having, stars having those planets. stars being the equivalent of our sun, right? And then having their own solar systems around that particular sun, which we perceive as a star, right? Like that's insane. Yeah. So, so we're talking literally trillions of trillions of right. possibilities, and we're talking one spot in space, one little bitty spot. We could have moved that telescope one more degree over. And, and it done the exact yeah, same thing. It would have duplicated itself. Yeah, and then moved it another degree over, and it would have been the exact same thing. So then, without going down this path, just as simple of an answer as you can, are you, one, religious, meaning, do you believe in God, or are you, what, you're an atheist, agnostic, what are, like... I follow two primary... I guess you could say philosophies. Okay. First, uh, I do not consider myself a Christian. All right. Um, my, I was raised Christian. All right. Baptist, actually. So, but, um, no. So I'm not, I would say Christian, but, like I said, I'm I'm a scientist, so I need facts. Okay. So like that's why I say I follow two philosophies, not two religions. My first so, my first philosophy that I follow is Buddhism. So I like to meditate. Um, I like the Eightfold Path. So, is there a God? No. Okay. So that's what I'm getting at. So the other philosophy that I follow is uh, Leviism. Some people call it Luciferianism. Some people call it Satanism. So, and one of the key components um, of Satanism, Leviism, whatever, is that man is a human, or excuse me, man is an animal. Sometimes better and sometimes worse than our four-legged friends, counterparts. You know, but we're an animal, and, and I think that's very true. And you know, the 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 things that that if you really look into Leviism, you know, they talk about you know if if somebody is bothering you, you ask them to stop. So, and then it says if. If you ask them to stop and they don't stop, you destroy them. All right. So, like, it doesn't put it very. It doesn't have any fluffy language. It's like you tell them to stop. If they don't stop, you destroy them. Um, it it is a philosophy built on might is right. All right, and it's also a philosophy of intelligence because they don't want stupid people and one of the things that they that, that is 
in basically the rules is educate. You have to educate yourself. And to me that makes total sense because we don't want cheap. We want people that are educated and informed. And, like, I have no ties with, like, the Satanic Church or the Church of Set or anything like that. You don't it's, worship. You just right. Uh, the have a found that that particular philosophical point of view makes the most sense for you. Exactly. So it's not about, like, devil worship, all right? Everybody's like, oh, you worship the devil. They don't believe in the devil. Satanists don't believe in the devil because... They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the devil. I thought for in order to have in order to be a Satanist, you technically had to believe in Satan, which in turn you so, had to believe in in there being a God. But that the way it was pitched, religion-wise, was that Jesus and God was the good. When in reality, that was bullshit. It was flipped. Satan was actually the one that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That, that's that's the, how I've always... That's that's the whole Christian twist that they put on it. So to, to make it seem... If, if you go by Leviathism or from the Church of Satan, Satanism, um, they're... Well, who is Satan if there is no God? Satan is... Don't you have to have one to have the other? And if you have to, no. if to believe in okay. one, you have to believe in the because, other. Because it's, it's not a manifestation. There is no manifestation. Satan is, it, it doesn't exist. It's a philosophy. So the, you don't pray to an idol. There is no idol. The, the idol that you see is, there is no devil. There is no Satan. That's the that's the whole point. There is, there is none. Like, there also is no God. Then. There is no God. Okay. So, um, yeah. When when you die, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So now you can start getting into like what they call lesser magic and like ways to like influence. I guess you can say like things, but it's like. The stuff that they do in rituals and the stuff that they, I guess you could say they pray about and the stuff that they work is the same thing that you would go through with like meditation and Buddhism and Confucianism and, and, you know, to where you're trying to influence a decision. You're, you're, and and even Christianity does that. I, I want you to pray that my sick kid gets better. Well, it's the same thing, but they call it magic. So. You know, they they with a K, yeah, with a K. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's okay. So, <laughs> it, it so in, in my in my belief, it's the closest thing that that fits me because a I want facts. Um, I continually educate myself. Uh, I you know I read constantly. I know you read constantly, <laughs> and, and so it's. I, I like facts, and, and, you know, even though something may align to, to what I want to believe, I still look at other possible ways that this could affect me positively or negatively, you know, because maybe a year from now, it won't, you know. Exactly. I, you know, I have that, and it's so hard for me to explain to people, but like, because I won't, I don't know, and, and that's the thing, you don't, 
And I don't think, I mean, for me, I just, I just don't stop learning. I, I will continue. If, even though today I will tell you, I, I think I've got this one thing figured out, but I, that's today. Right. Tomorrow, I'm still looking for some other information on that. Yes. Exactly. But I'm confident enough today to debate you on it. Right. Right. I'm not going to debate you on something I'm not confident <coughs> enough to debate you on. Right. But I've gotten enough information where I think, okay, I've put all these pieces that I've researched together, and this is probably what it is. But then, a month down the line, I come across something else that explains a perspective or something that I hadn't considered before. Exactly. And now all of a sudden I've changed. And I, and I think a, a lot of people may have that same thing, but what people are so scared of is being wrong. Saying something and then being wrong that they can't admit that they were wrong right. to then adjust. So right. you have this is what gives you the perception of how fucking there's stupid people out there. Right. Because they just won't change right. their thought. Yes. You should everybody should constantly be trying to further it. Yes. Keep digging. Yes. We'll eventually figure it out. You know. Or not. But you, who cares? It, it's you have something to live for, right? I, I, and it shouldn't be football. I kind of, I kind of look at it in, in a very weird way. Okay, um, when I first started getting into this, okay, the long time ago, um, I I realized uh, I, I realized that human beings are selfish. All right, and I knew I was a selfish person. Okay, um, I'm not going to change that. That's not who I am. Okay, there's I do things for me. I might do things for other people because part of me is still, I guess, human in a way that I have compassion, and compassion's good. All right, and, and so like if I see somebody who's poor, yeah, I might give them money. All right. I had a guy come up to me one time and said, hey, my car broke down. I, I need a tow. My, my wife is sitting in the car right now. If you want to go see it, you can. I was like, no, that's okay. I was like, I only got $40 on me, but you can have it. And I gave this guy 40 bucks. okay? It, it was, actually, it was St. Patrick's Day one, one year. And we get about 50 feet down the road, and I have like four friends with me. And one of my friends is like, you know, he was probably lying, right? And I was like, but that's not no longer on me. That's on him, all right? So I had the money to spare, and I was okay with helping this person, all right? That wasn't too selfish of me, but was it selfish of me? You know, because if I flip that, don't I look really good in front of my friends right now? You know, like, man, Ricky, they got 40 bucks, you know? So... But that's not what I was thinking when I gave the guy that. But if you really think about it, we all do things because we're selfish. And, and with Leveism, one of the things that I I found was it's a, it's a kind of a selfish religion because it's all about you as an individual instead of a group. You know, they don't even really have churches or grottos or anything like that. You supposedly can meet people to talk, but they don't have any organized, actually, 
things as far as the church of Where you goes. show up in your Sunday best to, right. to compare who's got better clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and so they don't have that. And, um, it's one of the things I enjoyed about it was I don't have to like meet with people to discuss this because I can take it and process it on my own. I don't need to tell, have somebody tell me what to think on this when I could read it and know what to think, you know? And, uh, I, 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 I always felt that it was, that it just fit with me, you know? And I tried to do the whole Christian thing and I tried to do, you know, going to church three times a week and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And like, I, when I, when I, when I want to do something, I pour myself into it. So I was giving it everything I got and I just, it felt so fake. It felt so wrong because I, I had a, a, a pastor, uh, a pastor, a, a preacher, um, and he was, he would post anti-Islamic stuff, anti-Muslim stuff on his Facebook. Like, and, and like people would comment saying like, we need to kill these people. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, I didn't sign up. Like I've been in the military and I've had to look these people in the eyes and, and you do not even know about these people. You can't even say, you know, about these people because you have no idea. You know, we're talking about 1% of maybe even 1% of 1% that are extremists. Okay. But we have Christian extremists too. And that's what I told him. I was like, for every one thing that you post about an Islamic extremist, I will post three Christian things. And... The first time, I guess he didn't believe me because I started digging stuff up and posting it and sharing it on his Facebook. And he actually kicked me off, but <coughs> he invited me back. And I was like, like one person said, this person needs to be shot. And I was like, no. I was like, that's, that is not even Christian of you to say. And I was like, what, what about this whole turn the other cheek? I was like, don't go up and shoot that person. You're supposed to show compassion and love to this person. You need to go up and hug this person. You need to tell him everything's going to be okay, and we're going to do this. But the one thing I couldn't stand is the corruption in the church when it comes to money. All right? You have all these big-time, you know, uh, preachers and stuff, the whole... Prince, whatever his name is, Joseph Prince, the preacher. You had, uh, oh, what's her name? Tammy something that was a preacher back in the the 70s, and I think her husband and stuff like that, 80s. Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker, you know. And uh, so you have all these people that are like, send me money, send me money. And, like, if you really look at it, Christians are supposed to live a very humble lifestyle. All right, but nobody got that. Nobody understands that they don't look at that part of it. All right, you are only supposed to have what it takes in the in this in this world to 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 live. You're not supposed to have anything extras. You're not supposed to have three cars, one car. That's all you need, you know. And not even really a car. And it's supposed to be a shitty car. It's not supposed to be a Lexus. No, 
whatever it takes for you to to live to get by you know if they tell you you're supposed to be um in this world not of it okay well when you have material possessions when you have a computer an xbox a tv all this stuff you become a person of this world and not in it all right and so having my 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 grandparents would go to church i think just to show off i think that's really what they would do is just go to show off saying i'm a better christian than you and i just couldn't stand it so and i realized at that point that this is no longer for me you know uh, this is a religion that does not fit me as a person so what i did is i studied i went out there and i looked all right and when i was about 14 or so i met a guy who was a buddhist right now my family as you know is from asia my grandfather came over from burma and so buddhism is very big over there and i was just like i want to know more about this religion and then when I found out it wasn't really a religion, it's more of a philosophy of life, mm-hmm. you know. So, and if, if you look at the Eightfold Path and you follow it, you can find peace. And one of the things I really like about it is when I meditate, when I really get into everything, I do feel, I feel less stressed, and I think that's part of it, you know, and combining the two is what really took me to the next level, because here I was, I had this philosophy of be peaceful, all right, you've known me, I've not been a violent person as long as you've known me, I don't think. <laughs> so, and, but I'm also not somebody to be messed with. I'm not going to allow somebody to mess with me. I was bullied in school. I was a small kid, all right? And I was bullied. My first fight in seventh grade was with a bully, all right? And, well, I had other fights than that, but my first big fight I got suspended for. Um, so, having a philosophy of basically walk tall but carry a big stick type of deal was, was perfect for me. Because it's like, I'm not going to allow this person to mess with me. I'm not going to let this guy push my buttons. You know, I ask you to stop. You don't stop. I destroy you. You know? if I'm going to continue to educate myself. I'm going to continue to... Um, increase my intelligence. You know, um, I I don't I don't do drugs. You know, I drink a little, but that's about it. Um, so and that's another thing is no impurities to your body, and, and it, even though like I really want to smoke pot, but <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a conversation for, for another day. <laughs> No, I mean, this is the kind of conversation you have when you smoke pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very true. But, you know, besides that, the whole, you know, the the one thing that, that 
that stuck with me was that humans are an animal and we're could be as good or worse than our four-legged counterparts and i was just like holy shit that is completely correct we are animals all right we're just like tigers we're just like bears we're just like everything else and we can be compassionate we can be helping we we could be loving we can be happy we can be helping we can be all this stuff but we can also be the most cruel and the most disgusting animals there are there's not many animals that torture there's not many animals that 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 do things to other animals. Like, an alligator doesn't torture its prey. It kills it and eats it. You might think it's torture, but it's killing and eating it. I've seen cats fuck around with mice, so (laughs) I can't say all animals don't torture. (laughs) But are, are they... I mean, we perceive it as they're torturing that mouse. It's playing with that mouse. <laughs> right. It's playing with its food. Yeah. Which, once again, may be appropriate for a cat, but if your kid played with its food... Right. Stop playing with your fucking food. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, yes, But at the same time, know? like, yeah. what are food fights? It's playing with your food. Exactly. You know? So... That's exactly what a cat's doing. Right. It's having a food fight. So, <laughs> I, I seriously... With, uh, with its food. I had a cat that would basically, he caught this mouse, and then every single time the mouse tried to run off, he would catch it and bring it back. Like, all right? like in the cartoon. Right. <laughs> the mouse had a heart attack. Yeah. And died. <laughs> and That was torturing the mouse. Yeah, so he was basically torturing But, you know, we, we take torture to another level. Like, we really do. We, I, I think is it's weird, and people will say they don't, but I think we like to see suffering. Because in it, a weird way. In a weird way. Well, just like people that like to watch videos about death and stuff like that. And, and I think we like to perceive that because we, it makes us feel that we're alive. So we see suffering, we know that we're alive. We see death, we know that we're alive. You know? And it, it's very weird. But, you know, I, I really think that humans are just crazy people like if you if you take the step back and say we're animals that's all we are are animals laws almost don't exist anymore if you really go that far you know because what are laws you're telling me what to do does a tiger tell another tiger what the fuck to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> My whole thing with laws, and I'm not, I'm not saying we should have no laws, but how fucking... St- I mean, as brilliant as we are as humans to do this shit that you do at SpaceX and a fucking rocket into right. space, we are also the stupidest fucking people in the entire world, uh, in, in the entire universe, I think, as well, because... Some asshole decided, I can't, (laughs) you know, drive my car more than 45 miles an hour. Right. 
Well, fuck you. <laughs> Why make a car that goes faster than that, then, idiot? The, the best and thing is some guy ordered you to wear a seatbelt in your car. And most people do it. Yep. Because they they rather do that than face the consequences. And, and well, I'm trying to think of one that's even more ridiculous. Like, uh, oh, how about this? And this kind of goes against everything I think we should be doing. But I have to say it because this is really like, you wake up every day and go to your job. <laughs> and don't kill every motherfucker that you work with. It would only take because one clip, a, by the way. It would just take one clip. Because it's a fucking rule. It's a law. <laughs> it's, a, it's something, but at the same time, you were raised to know right and wrong. Okay, well, let's it, put it this it's way. It's difficult because 13,000 years rules, ago... Well, all the rules and laws that are on this planet are what we created for ourselves. Yes. So the fact that we fucking follow them... And, Is and, a miracle? <laughs> and, and, and then the fact that, like, why? Why do we need them in the first place? Right. We should be fucking able to transcend the fact that we actually have to state this. <laughs> that y- you, you, you should not put your fucking a wet penny in a light socket. Like, I mean, you, we shouldn't even have to tell these things or, or make these laws and rules. Like, you should, you know what I mean? That would be Isn't survival of the fittest, I guess. I kind of like that idea. So. But... I probably wouldn't make it very far. I mean, I'd make it <laughs> farther than many, but I don't think I'd make it the right. farthest. But I, I don't know. I just the whole concept of the fact that we we create these dumb rules, like I don't know, we create these dumb rules and then abide by the dumb rules. Right. When these dumb rules don't make any sense, I get it. We shouldn't go around and just shoot up our fucking. A workplace, workplace, things like that. But that's to me, those are common sense, logic things. But a lot of these other stupid rules. Oh, it's two o'clock in the morning. There's no cars out, but I'm sitting there at that red turn signal, just waiting. <laughs> no, not so me. The, I don't. The the the, the thing steps. of it is, if you think about ten, fifteen thousand years ago. All right, me and you were hunter gatherers. Okay. There was no planet. Right. <laughs> Six thousand years ago, right? <laughs> so me and you were hunter gatherers. Right. Okay. And we're in this tribe and we're going together. And you steal my piece of meat or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm hungry. So right, you're hungry. I I caught a turkey. All right, a bald eagle. I don't know. I caught something, and I'm gonna cook it and eat it. Or, or just eat it. I don't know. Maybe I just eat it. And you steal it from me. And you eat it. Maybe while I'm taking a shit or something. Okay? All right. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to try and figure out where your meat went. Right. I'm going to look over and you're going to be, like, covered in blood from my meat. All right? <laughs> and over there, like, eating. And I'm going to go over there with my hand axe and thump you in the head and probably kill you. <laughs> Well, yeah, assuming I didn't see you coming. <laughs> right. I like to think that and I would uh, probably defend myself. Yeah, you would probably... And like then the tougher of us would, would walk away. Yeah. The other one would probably lay so. there wounded or dead. Right. 
you know? survival of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. So and, and and so I mean, survival of the fittest can go a long way if you really think about it. And like, it would definitely do a lot for our population. You know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we wouldn't have to put those dumb kids on a track. They just wouldn't make it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I personally believe in fourth term abortions. I don't know about you. So the fourth wow. trimester. So <laughs> I, I believe in the Kevorkian way. To be honest with you, I think like if you get to a certain point where you're like, yeah, I just don't want to like live anymore. Soylent green. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about Corkin another time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, the the other thing that I liked was, in Levaism, is there is, there is a lot of things about respect, you know? When, when you go into somebody's home, you respect it, you know? You respect that person, you respect their home, you know? And at the, at the same thing, if, if somebody comes into your home, you, they respect it. If you don't, you ask them to leave. If they don't, you destroy them. That's the way it goes, you know. But if you really think about it, if if people were to follow it, you know, and uh, really look at what it it means, because people is like, oh, it's worshiping Satan and all this other stuff. It's not. It's a philosophy on life. Now, granted, like I said, it is a little selfish. Okay, but it's. It's more of by humanism, you know, and, you know, be kind to somebody. Well, that's taught in the Bible. You know, respect people. That's taught in the Bible, you know. So so what are we getting at here? So, you know, and, and the, the one thing that, again, pushed me away from Christianity was in... In the New Testament, so if you started getting into the books of like Luke and Mark and everything else, um, James and so on and so forth, John, they'll they'll talk about um, Jesus said two things. Okay, so that really, you know, there's ten commandments. Those are the ten commandments from the Old Testament. Okay, Jesus says there's there's basically two commandments. Okay. He said two things. He didn't really say commandments because he couldn't because he because of the the Pharisees. Okay, but he said there's two things. He, he's like there's two things that everybody should do. One is love God with all your heart. Okay. The other one is love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Okay. So, and people don't do that, especially people who say they're Christians. It didn't say, if my neighbor was a black guy, I don't love him. My, it doesn't say, if my neighbor was gay, I'm not supposed to love him. It, it doesn't say, if my, my neighbor's, you know, a queer, lesbian, tra- transsexual, that, you know, whatever, I'm not supposed to love him. It doesn't say, if my neighbor's Muslim, not to love him. <coughs> It says, love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Right. And so, a lot of Christians that I know, and I would say not even a lot, 99% of the Christians that I know, 
don't do that. You know, the in yeah. I mean, they they don't even they don't even attempt it. That's the thing because if something's different than the status quo, they will seriously find a way to push it out. And the the best way to do it is through religion and misinterpretation and using old facts instead of new facts, you know? And it's such a bummer because they could have a very beautiful religion. I mean, it, you have, you know, 1.5 billion people that, that worship this. And I really feel that if 1.5 billion people got the true message, the world would be a different place, you know? But in a lot of places, Christians were very respected for a long time. And even in Muslim countries. So some of the areas in Muslim countries where they would have different tribes of Muslims, like the the Sunni and the Shiite and stuff like that, they would have Christians that would um, hold the keys to the city because that way one side couldn't lock out the other side. Mm-hmm. So the the... I can't think of their names, the Marianite or something, Christians that are in the Middle East, were one of the biggest ones that that, that, that there was. So I know it starts with an M, I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, like, th- there's a reason why those Christians were there and why they're still there. You know, they're being persecuted like crazy over there because of all the um, extremists and stuff. But there's a reason why they're there. And that was one of the reasons, was they... Um, they fell into this role that, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the Islams, so the, the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews, they all come from the same background and religion that are all considered Abrahamic or Abriatic. They all come from Father Abraham religion, you know. So they have, the same philosophies (coughs) in a lot of their stuff. Um, You know, the further you go, the message gets kind of twisted and stuff, but still, it's there. And the Muslims at one time used to call the Christians um, brothers of the book because while they didn't think that they thought Jesus was a prophet, but not necessarily their prophet. That's where Muhammad comes in. So, you know, the, the because they had the same path, you know, that it all came together. And, and so... So why are all these religions created then? It's literally just to control people, right? In your opinion. <coughs> like, so... Me and you, we we agree on a lot of things, and we disagree on some. And that's really how it starts happening. So, because even if you look at, like, Christianity and Islam and um, Judaism, you can date a lot of that back to Zoroastrianism, all right? 
Zoroastrianism, you you get a lot of things. You get twelve disciples. You get um, a fiery hell. You get uh, a rebirth. You, you like you, you, a lot of the stuff starts coming um, out of Zoroastrianism, and um, so because me and you doesn't agree on something, you split off and you form your own tribe. And you'll have your followers that believe what you believe, and I'll have my followers believe what I believe. And then through the ages, it kind of just keeps getting split. <clears throat> and, I mean, look how many forms of Baptist we have in this country. Look how many forms of religion, like just Christianity religion. Methodist, Lutheran, Catholic, First Baptist, Second Baptist, Southern what's Baptist. What's the point? In, they, ha- in, in having anything to begin with, just be okay. So, go back to caveman or whatever. Uh, I disagree with you because, yes, you caught that piece of meat or that animal, but that's my piece of meat. So now we disagree, and I'm going to go run my tribe. You're going to go run yours. But is religion just a bunch of different philosophies that are all kind of rooted in the same idea? Just different because we disagree on one little thing and then somebody will disagree with me that's under me so then they'll go start their own and you know what I mean is it, it all it, based on a philosophy of thought well I, I think it all when it comes to actual religion the way I see it in today's society and the way I can trace it back is it was done to just control people I, I think you it create the illusion of God and the Ten Commandments and all this shit because you want these people to do what you want them to do and this is how you do it. You tell them it's fire and brimstone if you don't do it this way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alright, I, I understand what you're saying and I think what it comes down to in my personal opinion, I guess you could say is we we don't want to be alone and one of the biggest things that we're afraid of is death. Alright? Um, we don't know what's next. Nobody's ever died and came back and gave us inconclusive proof that there's an afterlife or there's not an afterlife or, you know, this is what happens when you die. You know, yes, you go through pearly gates. Yes, you meet Jesus. Yes, you meet, you know, Peter at the gates or whatever, you know. A lot of people believe not, that shit. Right. Because they want something. They, like, the fear of death, man, it can paralyze somebody. I mean, look at, you know, people with PTSD or, or soldiers during World War II that had shell shock. And, and you know, it, you know uh, watch the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, man, where they're storming the beaches in Normandy. And, like, the guy is standing up, screaming his head off, and getting shot at all around him. But he's alive but he has no idea how you know what i mean and it's the the fear of death is is crazy and in fear it's fear what controls people fear is what controls people true but fear of death is like don't religions use fear yes in everything that they preach to (laughs) control not every religion okay so so. mostly you're 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 I, i i say Every religion, because 
There's a difference in between a religion and a philosophy. So. Possibly. Yeah. I so. don't necessarily look at Buddhism as a religion. As a, I mean, but here's the thing. It, it's all perspective. Because it, 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 a Christian looks at a Jehovah's Witness as a cult. Right. A Jehovah's Witness, I'm not positive, but I would assume they in turn look at Christians or whatever as cults then too. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? But that doesn't make Jehovah's Witness a cult. It's just based on what these fucking idiots over here are calling it. Because that's the negative. That's an, it's, right. an, it's, a, it's a negative connotation yeah. put it's on Satanists it, so. are a cult according to Christians. Yeah. It's fucking nonsense and it's all perspective. It, yeah. And in, in true, that is. But at the same time, like, when you do Buddhism, you don't worship Buddha. So, it, like, to be a religion, you have to worship something. Right. So then okay. it's not a religion. Okay. It's a philosophy. That's yeah. what I said. So yeah. the same thing with, like, Confucianism. So, so religions so, right. are created to control. Yes. To use okay. fear but to control. It, it's, it's not really... Yes, they are. But originally... Governments but, were created to so it, it, if you, if control, you, too. <laughs> it... Right, I know. So, and, and if you if you look at it as you know, five thousand years ago, okay, and I'm a hunter gatherer, you know, maybe on somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa, or I'm, you know, maybe at Mesopotamia or somewhere, you know, or even North America. All right, five thousand years ago, I could definitely have been in North America. And I'm following my tribe around, all right? And a thunderstorm happens. I have no explanation for this. I have nothing. So some religions say, well, the gods are fighting. You know, the gods are doing this. Or this is going on and stuff like that. Because they want something bigger than them. They can control things. Because the world is so chaos. So they're just like, there's no way that all this is just random. So they want somebody to be like, you know what? No, somebody's in control of all this. Somebody bigger than me. So probably a giant somewhere. And he's standing over me, and he's letting me have a good herd. I came over this hilltop. I found a good herd. You know, I killed ten buffalo. I'm going to be able to feed my family. You know? Oh, we had a hard winter. Maybe the guys were pissed at me, you know. So th- they want somebody to blame, but they want somebody to be bigger than them. And that's the key thing is they want to have somebody, they'd be like, hey, I don't have control of this. I have control of nothing. So that means I'm going to, you must have control of all this because I don't. I, I don't control the reins. So do you control the reins, <laughs> you know? So... And, and I think that's the key thing is like that's how religion started was people wanted something bigger than them and then they looked to the stars at night like how we got talking earlier about they see all this stuff going on and they're just like the gods are doing that so they have to be you know and, and it, it, it's just it, it progressed and progressed and and you know, I mean, if you really think about it, religion didn't really take off until the written word started getting around. So when when people started creating 
languages and, and alphabets and printing stuff out. Because before then, it was just all told, you know, from one person to the other. Mm-hmm. But, like, once they started writing it down, look at look at the spread that happened so quickly, you know. And, I mean, you have, you know, Hinduism, all right, which definitely predates Christianity. You know, you, you have uh, Zoroastrianism, like I said. Uh, predates Christianity. You have Judaism. So then you have, you know, um, you know your your three big religions. Four, if you include Hindu, Hinduism, you can actually branch off of that and say Sikh too. Um, look how close they are together. Look, look like in the formation, you know, almost all. Middle East, India, subcontinent India. I mean, within thousands of miles of each other. And they're all created right there, Hmm. you know? So you have, you know, Mesopotamia, the Nile River, you know? (coughs) And so you have all this stuff, you know? And, And, I mean, you can go back to, you know... Egypt times and, and look at their religion because they had hieroglyphics you know they, they had kind of a written word we still don't understand everything but we know we know who Set is we know who Osiris is you know we know who Ra is you know and, and so I mean we 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 understand all this stuff like as far as like where it all came from now how it's used nowadays yeah it's used as a control it's used to make money so, L. Ron Hubbard said, "You want to make money, create a religion, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we I'm can Scientology." <laughs> I'm going to create one. You know. All right. So, going back to when I asked you what your religion uh, stance was, right. remember that? Yes. Like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is actually like four podcasts. Like, just oh yeah. you're going to. It's, it's all going to get broken up. There's no way I'm releasing this giant thing as a whole. <laughs> When I can get a month out of it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, going back to that, because remember I said, let me just uh, recap it. I was like, in a short answer, <laughs> right? give me your religious stance an hour later, we're bringing it back. Okay. Because it's been interesting, because I wasn't going to, like, cut you off, because I'm curious. Right. And I, I didn't want to go, like, super deep into religion. Right. Ooh, because that, that, that boat sailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we did, but I mean... I let you talk a lot where I could have right. jumped in more, but I didn't want to derail your thought process either okay. because I was curious where you were going. But where I was going was, so when we were talking about the, the little tiny piece and in that picture was a billion galaxies, right? and then if you moved it over a degree another billion galaxies, that's when I asked you about the religion thing and if you believe in God or whatever. Okay. So then... What the fuck's the point in everything? What's what does it all mean or matter? The fact that there's there's that many billion galaxies in just that little piece, and then you do that like a golf ball, right? In every direction, and it's that same billion galaxies, and it just keeps going and going because that's as far as we can see at this point. You eventually get beyond those galaxies and discover that you could do that all over again and it's even bigger yes 
So, for those of you that are Christian or believe in a God, what's the fucking point of all of this? What is the point of all of this? The fact that we're here, yet there's a number I can't even pronounce more galaxies that there's can mo- hold there's more star there's more stars in the si- sky than there are grains of sand on the earth yeah and that's an insane amount because in just the beach we were on in Mexico we we couldn't count the amount of grains of sand and that's we, just we tried tiny, we were really and just a tiny little piece <laughs> right so like it, it's to me, it, it's so the scope is so big, but, and I think ultimately that's like what, what's the point? So I, I guess the the question is: so you have people that believe in God. What's the point of all this? Well, you don't know. You find out when you die. Right. Okay, that's their answer. Yep. And then for someone like you who has the Buddhist uh, Laveyism philosophy. What the fuck does it all mean to you then? Because when you die, that's it. So then, what's the point? So, just be selfish. For, <laughs> it, it, you know okay, what I mean? It, but like, what's it, the right. point? So, I, I guess the the point is um, whether this is all real or a hologram or whatever. I don't know. We we don't know. So, but you you do what you can and you make the best of it and. and you know, look for answers. Look for questions. That's the even better part. Just don't look for answers. People stop asking questions. Look for questions. You know, it's sometimes it's not about finding the right answer. It's finding the right question. So, and, and so look, you know, look around you. In in, for me, it's not to get too off topic. I guess. We're all programmed by cells in our body, okay? You're programmed by cells in your body. I'm programmed by cells in our body. And there's two things that these cells want to do, and that's it. Two things. They want to eat, and they want to fuck, all right? Because eat keeps us alive, all right? So that's what the cells in our body tell us to do, is eat. The second thing we want to do is fuck, because the only way these cells are going to be transferred to somebody else, is to have prodigy. All right? And so, without you having kids, your cells, your body is telling you that you want to do two things, eat and fuck. That's it. All right? They want your line to continue. They want to have make you have children. That's it. So, that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. Why? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat and fuck. So, because that's what my body tells me to do. I think the moral of the story is space is hard. <laughs> space is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Ray. Thanks. <laughs>
there you have it. I hope you've enjoyed week one, week two, week three, and week four. Whichever one you're listening to at this point, because like I said, I'm only recording one intro and one outro for all four of these. Because it was one giant four-hour episode that we split into four singular hours. Makes it a little easier to listen to. Not many people have four hours to sit and listen to one giant podcast. So, um, that's why I split it up. And, uh, you know, sometimes this information that we talk about can be so heavy that you just only want that hour because you need time to process what's been talked about. And if we threw four hours at you, you wouldn't be able to process all four hours of it anyways. Hell, it's hard for me to process half of it. And we just had this conversation, and I'm my mind's like, oh, and I'm tired. And that's why I'm recording one intro and one outro that's going to get played for all four episodes. So um, I apologize for the uncreativity on the intros and outros, but uh, you'll, you'll get a new uh, intro and outro in, uh, well, depending on which episode this is you're hearing, next week, two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks. So, either way, have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, email me, thinktankpod at gmail.com, tweet at me at the thinktankpod. Um, you can also support us by going to our sponsors uh, you do that by going to thearyaman.com click the sponsor tab then the Amazon banner bookmark it, buy whatever you're going to buy um, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage but trust me that small percentage if everyone does it adds up to a semi-large percentage keep in mind it costs you nothing extra to buy what you're going to buy it's just Amazon takes a little bit of their profit and says here you go, D2R Podcast Network. Thanks for sending these people our way and uh, telling them to use Amazon. And then we get that percentage, that whatever that profit is that they're throwing us, and uh, you know we apply that to making the studio and the podcasts that we put out and all that stuff better. So uh, it's a win-win-win-win. Win? Yeah. Anyways, everybody wins. Um, also, phoenixbeardoils.com. Go there, check out what that is if you're not sure what that is. If you have a beard, I'm sure you know what it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, buy whatever you want to buy there during checkout. Enter the promo code D2R and you shall receive 10% off the entire order. Can't beat it. Um, you're also going to get a free sample. Um... It shall probably be Eric from the Beer with Friends podcast uh, created fragrance, which is I Like Your Beard, or and or, you may get two free samples, I don't know, uh, and or the one I created, which uh, has two names, the raunchy name, if you like the raunchy name, you can call it by this raunchy name, it's called The Pussy Licker, or if you like the more professional, uh, but still a little edgy of a name, um, the Flavor Saver. Yeah, okay, so, uh, go do all that, and, uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, sorry for the, uh, repeat, uh, intros and outros here, but, uh, you know, I gotta do what I do, so, 
Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, if this happens to be the fourth episode in this four-part little series here, next week we got something new for you. See you next week. Detour Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.